Welcome to Bring on the Mess, a show where we have real conversations about how to embrace life's messiness and how we find ways to show up and uncover our true selves. I'm Beth Ann Dorman, the CEO at For All Seasons. And I'm Lisa Lee, the Chief Clinical Officer here at For All Seasons. And it's Happy New Year. It's Happy New Year. It is Happy New Year. We hope that you all have had a wonderful holiday and the new year brings lots of celebration and also we began a new year with some sadness too. And so as we were sitting and planning for the podcast and what we were going to do as a kickoff, we we really felt that maybe our original plan needed to take a back seat because unfortunately, while this is a time of celebration and sadness and we talked about it at the end of last year in 2023 that the holidays really provide an opportunity for connection. We also know that through the holidays, and we, we talked about this a little bit in our podcast, that it can also be a really sad time. Absolutely. And I think for us, it was really important that we acknowledge that piece of it because I would imagine not just our community is hurting, but communities across the nation are hurting yeah. with things like this. And for us, we have lost two individuals in our community who took their lives in the last couple of weeks. And we know that that is a reality of what's happening, not only in our own community, but across the country. And it was the podcast idea really came out of a conversation that you and I had, Lisa. I had written a post this past weekend in just in response to the number of people who had come to me personally really just with sad hearts and questions because one of their friends had taken their life. And we thought that this would be a really good way for us to kick off the podcast today because you had some thoughts about the post and I think it'll be important, but we wanted to read to you what spurred the conversation. And this is what I put out on Facebook and Instagram just as a way to reach people as so many people were reaching to me. Depression, anxiety, grief, stress, feeling alone, sadness, loss. We have all felt these things. Mental health touches every single one of us. It's been such a hard week for our community. A week of loss, confusion, grief, tears, and unanswered questions. Hearts are broken and lives have changed forever. Maybe you know someone who's struggling nearby. Maybe you live far away. Maybe it's you that's feeling the weight of the world, or maybe you're supporting someone who's holding the weight of the world. Take this moment to be present with one another and to support each other. To come together in love and care, you are not alone. I was given this post because I am not on Facebook um, and <laughs> or Instagram or, or Instagram, any social, any media, social media because it's just above my head. And I, I came to you, Bethann, to say like there was something about this that felt really important. And as I, as or as we talked a little bit more about it, you know, we often talk about social media. Like there's some things that we have to be really careful about, like what it looks like on Facebook when we're posting all of our best selves, but there was this really important moment that you reached out to a community and I thought it was really lovely because it was just such a simple way to connect people. And so what struck me was what you had written, but the responses that people had um, shared, the feedback, I'm not sure what they even call it, um, on Facebook. The post. The post, there we go. Yes. The post. And so I thought, wow, we've talked so much in, in podcasts or I you know, share with my own kids, like, you know, be careful of social media. There's a lot of dangers to it. But I thought... Well, just this simple act of reaching out was really an important act to connect community when we were hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's 
interesting for me because there wasn't like this large plan. It was really just, I knew that my text messages continued to come through from people saying, did you hear? Have you checked in on? And so there's no way to convey a message to everybody. I wish that there was like a mass text in my phone so I could send it to everyone. So social media becomes that platform. But it not only engaged people in our community, but I have a good friend whose son is in the military and he lives in the Philippines and happened to be good friends with the gentleman who took his life. And, you know, for him to know, and that's why I put like, maybe you're far away, maybe you're here, because sometimes we don't recognize that grief is spanning outside of our own home or outside of our community. And just the ability to be able to say, you're not alone, because there's so many questions that come with suicide and so many unanswered moments where people are grappling with not only the loss and the grief, but then the questions of, you know, could I have done something different? Or, you know, I should have called that day or, you know, in in the case where you can't answer these questions, sometimes you need to be able to find something to hold on to. And that's where, for me, I couldn't provide people answers. I couldn't provide in this post the magic thing that was going to make people feel better. But to just say, like, take time to love and be present and give care, because at that moment, like, that's the best we can do. Right. Well, and we, we often talk about, you know, in a lot of circumstances, there's no perfect words. And I'll just, I, for me, I'll just keep reiterating. And I, I, I know myself well enough to know that this is an important thing to me, which is connection. Mm-hmm. It was Again, and I, I will say it was just simple, a simple way to connect that allowed people to, I, I think, feel heard and feel like there's, you know, we, we talked about sort of like me too, like feel like, yes, I'm in that situation too. And what resonated with me was it wasn't necessarily that, because I, I wasn't really clear on what had happened. Mm-hmm. And what really stuck with me is I was just thinking about you know, some people close to me in my life that were struggling. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really good reminder of, wow, just a simple way to reach out. And so it, it, what it, what ended up happening for me was, is it caused me to reach out to people just in a different way? Because like we said, I don't have social media stuff like Facebook, but I do have an ability to talk by phone or to text with a message or even send a note by mail Mm -hmm. to say, hey, I'm just thinking about you. I know times are hard. And these particular people that I'm thinking about are not having suicidal thoughts. So it's not just about, you know, somebody who is taking their own life or is having suicidal thoughts. It's just really checking in on each other. And for me, that's what was so powerful. I don't know why. It just it was just so powerful for me. Well, you know, I so appreciate the lens of it's not, you know, that post was pertaining to the suicide of two members in our community. But part of the reason that I listed off those things of grief and loss and stress and sadness and depression and anxiety is that those are emotions that we all feel. And we talk so much about, I've said time and again in these last couple of years since COVID especially, that when I first got into this role 10 years ago, we really focused in on if you have a mental health diagnosis, we are here to help you. What we talk about now is we all experience mental health symptoms. So things like anxiety and depression and sadness. I was not 
particularly close to either one of our members of the community that are no longer with us, but I'm very close with the people who are being affected by the loss of this individual. And so for me, it's being able to meet them where they are. So, so the, my friends who are saying, like, I'm really struggling, do you have time to talk? Absolutely, I can provide that space because I understand what it feels to feel lost, what it feels to be sad, what it feels to have questions that aren't answered. Whether it's because I've been in that situation myself before or just because I can identify with any time in my life when I felt sad. You know, sometimes we, in, in thinking about that connection, I think we dismiss some of the skills and the tools that we have because there might be someone who says, well, I don't know anybody who's ever committed suicide. No, but you probably know what it feels like to be sad and you probably know what it feels like to have unanswered questions. And so we don't always have to go through the same experience to be able to create that connection. Right. And, you know, so I'll take it from a different lens, too, because I'm thinking about some people close to me that are struggling right now and their circumstances are different. And so, you know, it could be somebody close to you took their own life. It could be a divorce. It could be a job loss. It could be a circumstance that is really challenging to work through. And, you know, for me, I, I, I was just seeing a lovely woman for therapy and I, I love what she said, which is sometimes we just need to sit in those emotions. And sometimes that could be so challenging. It's so easy for us to say that, mm-hmm. to sit in those emotions or to recognize those emotions and make those changes. And so I think about like, why can some people do that easier or I don't know better? I'm not sure the right way to say that, but differently, maybe mm-hmm. that's the word differently mm-hmm. than others. And I have my theories and we can talk about it, but, but there's circumstances like throughout that throw us off. And again, you could sit in the emotions, but boy, how nice is it that you have somebody to also be with, Mm -hmm. to sit with you in those emotions at times, Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, I love the reminder of that because that, you know, again, goes back to this connection piece, but being able to sit with someone doesn't mean we have the answers. Right. Being able to sit with someone might just be sitting side by side and saying nothing Mm -hmm. or just reaching out and holding a hand or reaching out and saying, I'm so glad you shared with me and I'm here. Because I think that's the other piece of it too, is that when we connect with one another, I've heard a few people in the past couple of days say like, I just don't know what to say, so I'm not going to reach out. And my encouragement is you don't have to say anything but a reach out just lets them know you care. And people have said, oh, so I don't, I don't have to, I said, all you have to do is say thinking of you. Like it doesn't, it is those small moments that you're talking about that this Facebook post has created and now this conversation has created is that reminder that reaching out and support doesn't have to be a big grand gesture. Right. You know, you said something and, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if the timing is right to, to say it, but you know, I was at church on Sunday and the sermon talked about gifts. Mm -hmm. And what I love about what you said is we all have certain gifts. Some people have gifts to sit and tolerate Mm -hmm. strong emotions. Some people have gifts of words. Some people have gifts of creativity. And I believe that we have to recognize our gifts 
so that we could figure out what what can we do with people? What's our service to people? And so one of my girlfriends who was really struggling, she had reached out to me. And so I just sent her, I'm going to use your work because I just love it. I reached out wholeheartedly. Mm. You know, I'm not here to try to cheerlead her or make her, make her feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, I reached out in a wholehearted way with some comments because I've known this person like literally for th- over 30 years. Mm-hmm. For, I'm sorry, over 40 years. And, you know, her comment back is, you always make me feel so good. And so I know one of my gifts is to be able to sit with pain, mm-hmm. to be able to show up wholeheartedly and say what I think, um, you know, is the reality of the situation because I could see people. Mm-hmm. My gift is not knowing the difference between to T-O and T-O-O. <laughs> and so when I'm texting, I could talk to text right. and it could figure it out for me. Right. Um, yeah. And I say that jokingly, but the reality is I have to know what I'm strong in mm-hmm. so that I can know how I can show up for people. I really appreciate that because as you were talking, I was thinking about how there are people in my own life who when things are difficult, it's I'm I'm just thinking through like even the holiday break and over the new year we had a family situation that was a difficult one and one of my very best friends his way of showing love and care was to say hey you wanted to replace the TV in your house let's go do that he's extremely electronically gifted I can't figure I was celebrating that I learned how to turn on our Roku TV yesterday and hook it up by myself but his gift was saying to my husband let's go and get this TV and put it up it didn't require to sit in hard emotion but it but what it did was it gave them the connection it gave my husband the break that he needed it gave me the break that I needed while they like I know that that thing is getting checked off the list because Mm -hmm. I'm a list check off person you know this about me (laughs) I appreciate that because some people's gift is being able to provide levity and laughter you Mm -hmm. know some people's Mm -hmm. gift is able to provide a meal and one of the things that you and I were talking about yesterday is trying to figure out in the midst of our gifts what we are good at and how we can show up that's authentic to ourselves and I was giving you all the example yesterday that I have a very good friend who's going through cancer treatments and there was a meal train that was sent out to a bunch of people And I got the meal train and I took a pause and I filled out one of the days and I ended up deleting it. And my husband said to me, like, when are you taking a meal over? And I said, I don't know. I didn't sign up. And he said, well, why not? I thought you said you were going to help with food. And I said, I am, but I can't put it on a meal train because I have no idea what that day is going to bring for me. And so what's easier for me is to let the meal train fill up and then my plan is when the meal train is done, which is what happened, the following week I took a meal on a day that worked for me and I put it in that schedule because I know for me that doesn't work in my schedule necessarily to say at this day and this time I can do this. But I absolutely have taken things in between. And so I've learned that about myself and it's an important piece for me to learn because otherwise I lose the joy of helping when I'm frustrated that my schedule doesn't allow for me to take care of somebody because there's a million other things going on. Well, and I, I know about you, you are like, you are a true gift to people. You will do anything for them. And, you know, it was lovely when we had that conversation because what I kept thinking of is she can do, you can do your service 
your giving of people because you give so much and I love that you were working on what I would think is a boundary because yeah. <laughs> I sometimes so so here's the other part of it is while we have these gifts and you do you have this beautiful gift of giving to people there's also a need to protect your peace mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. rejuvenate yep. so that you can be more giving of yourself during these hard times because people come to you all the time right. and so it's about how can I keep doing this thing that's really important for me mm -hmm. and save my own mental health yeah yeah and I'm sure that as you're listening there are some of you that are thinking, yeah, that's me. I'm the person who everybody comes to because I get stuff done. And maybe you're sitting there, like I said yesterday to the team as we were talking through this, at some point you also need that for yourself. But you have to sometimes recognize that you're going to have to put those stop gaps in on our own because, yeah, you might be the giver, the giver, the giver. And you were talking yesterday about how just being able to take a walk and being able to just spend some quiet time with your fiance was what you needed to sort of regroup. And so I think that's the other piece of this is recognizing that as we are connecting in hard times and as we are holding space and providing to be a part of a community, we also have to be mindful of those boundaries so that we can say, and here's what I need. Right. Well, and it's funny because he was the one who kind of coined the PYP, protect your peace, and he's really good about guarding that for me. I realize I'm not super good about guarding that for myself, mm -hmm. and then I realize I want to do that for you, right. is protect your peace yeah. and guard for yeah. you. And so I, I, so what I realize about myself is I am a go-go-goer, and I will do for others and put people's needs ahead, and that like I have those I have some gifts that allow me to do that mm -hmm. but when I what I have to recognize and I did was I'm so darn exhausted if I don't like I took a nap which I haven't done in like really probably 20 years but I just laid down and closed my eyes and it was super fantastic and then I had some alone time that I needed in order to rejuvenate mm -hmm. and what I realized from that was a couple things one is I was able the next day like that next day to wake up and I was like holy cow I've got energy mm -hmm. and I was able to go back to okay I could use more of me right in the world mm -hmm. because I had the capacity and the slow down that I was able to do to be able to do that. Yeah. And that I think is a really good reflection for everybody to sort of sit and think through because we started off the top of the podcast talking about sort of this space that we created in our own community because of the loss of life. And now we're talking kind of about that self care piece as you're supporting. And these are the moments where in the midst of it, sometimes we might forget mm -hmm. to use those, use those tools of what do I need? Because we do have a tendency to go, go, go and continue to be, be, be for people. And there is this piece that we absolutely do have to say, okay, and, and what do I need? Maybe it's that cup of tea. You know, we talk about sort of these self-care things and we talk about journaling and, and whether it's attending a church service or whether it's doing a devotional, whether it's listening to a song. There's so many ways that we can sort of factor in moments of peace in the day. And there are times where life gets so busy and we get so sort of, 
I don't know, I kind of have like tunnel vision sometimes when I'm close to someone and they're going through a really hard time and I have to remember and remind myself to pull out and say, okay, hang on, like, what do you need before you, you go down that road? Right. You know, you reminded me of something as you were talking about what I would call protective factors, coping skills, you can call it whatever you want. I think Dr. Moon, who came and did the talk for us yeah. on suicide prevention, mm-hmm. talked about taking your vitamins. Yeah. And so it's, it sort of reminds me of, I might need different kinds of vitamins than somebody else, mm-hmm. or one day I might need a little bit more than, you know, the next day. But the idea is to start to recognize what I need so that I can be connected. Because here's the thing is if I'm overwhelmed, I'm not connected to people. I'm not my best self. I'm irritable and maybe a little bit Mm short-tempered at times or I just less patient. And so I know that if I'm going to church, if I'm listening to music that inspires me, if I'm working out, if I'm sitting with my emotion, if I'm doing all these things and practicing them, then I am able to show up as my best self. Yeah. You know, you remind me of something. We don't typically talk about our faith as a part of right. the podcast. And I think, let me just say this before I, before I share this next piece. Faith is whatever you name it, whether it's a part of your life, whether it isn't, whether you attend a synagogue, whether you identify and by going to church, or maybe it's a spirituality that you identify with. So as I share this next piece out, I think... It's really important that we say to all of you, however, this should show up for you. One of the things that I thought of as you were talking about that is we just started a series in our church called Pray First, and it's 21 days of prayer. And the whole premise on it was before we make any decisions or before we make any sort of, uh, our pastor was talking about, you know, if my child does something wrong and I need to provide discipline, pray first so that it's me in a calm state versus me reacting. And so whether it's prayer, whether it's taking a walk, whether it's taking five deep breaths, whatever that thing is, I think it's an, it's a really important thing to talk about because whatever grounds you, mm-hmm. you know, whatever grounds you and however that shows up, whether it's faith, whether it's not faith, that's a piece where sometimes we don't always intertwine that in out of respect for everyone, but we also want to intertwine it because it is a respect for everyone. Right. I appreciate you saying that. I think that's what was hesitant. It's what I hesitated a little bit earlier on because, you know, I think we try to be respectful of who might be listening. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for naming that, which is, yes, there are certain things that resonate with me and faith is a part of that. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that sermon was really great because it talked about gifts but you don't have to go to church to recognize right. your gifts yeah. because church is just a building. Mm-hmm. You just have to connect with something, right. in particular yourself. You know, I have that friend that I was talking about. Um, she's great. She's like, Lisa, I've been going to hot yoga, and I'm really connecting with myself through yeah. that. Yeah. And so if we go back to what you said, like circle back to the beginning of the podcast, for me, I think, again, what resonated so much was that your post was just a simple reach mm-hmm. to a community yeah. and people responded to that and there was something again that we could all relate to we've all hurt we've all experienced sadness mm-hmm. we've all had things happen in our lives and so it's just like when i when i saw that i was like oh yeah and yeah. it just caused me to pause for a moment and appreciate yeah one of the things that i thought was just a, a great thing about social media was I also had a friend from high school who I haven't spoken to in over 30 years reach out and say, hey, I'm just, uh, I think this is what your post was about. I didn't mention suicide in the post itself, 
and she shared with me that her brother had taken his life and I had no idea because we had not been in touch and so I think not only does it help you connect with the here and now and the community at large but it also there's a connection now between the two of us and we've reconnected even in a small way you know Mm -hmm. when I go home to my parents house will I give her a call and say let's go for coffee absolutely would I have done that without this connection a really hard thing to know that we are connected because of the loss of her brother but a really wonderful thing that we are now a part of each other's circles to be looking out for and thinking about because that's always how I've looked at my role in our community and whether it's a small role or a big role you know that when people encounter my life and I encounter theirs they're part of my circle now even in small little ways and I think that's the other piece of the connected piece that we sometimes forget that we are a part of a bigger circle and that circle can also touch our lives in ways that we didn't expect. Well, I appreciate you saying that because I know there might be people or possibly people out there that are experiencing or have been told, like, I don't have anybody. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, I I really, and this goes to what I said earlier, which is I'm going to say things wholeheartedly, not just to try to pacify people. I really do believe we are all connected in some ways. And it could be through a simple smile. It could be through a kind gesture. It could be somebody walking and looking at the the sunset and being connected to that. There's connections with people, connections with our surroundings. So there is connections throughout. What I guess I would say is whether it's through a church, a synagogue, a therapy agency or an agency that offers therapy, a local food bank. There are people where we can have connection if we don't have the people in our lives that some of us are blessed with. Right, right. No, there's absolutely that piece. And so the biggest piece for us this week was really just to be able to reach and connect with you because, Mm -hmm. you know, we get the gift of being on your podcast station, your radio station, and being able to sort of join your living space for a half an hour, twice a month. And so my hope is, and our hope is that you will be able to take this and connect with people in your life, maybe a little bit this week. And, you know, I loved what you said, Lisa, about the post on Facebook spurred you to reach out and connect. And that really is what it's all about, to help people know that they're not alone and to be a light in a different way in someone's life that you might not even think about. And so maybe the invitation is finding somebody that you could call, text, email, send a note through the mail to just say, I'm thinking of you. Yeah. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be grand gestures. It can just take a moment. And if you yourself are someone who is thinking, gee, I really need that, then it's okay to reach out and say to someone, I'm not doing okay. And I just would love to go for coffee or tea, or I'd like to take a walk or, hey, just pray for me or think about me because I'm having a difficult time. Those are some of those moments too. As we exit the podcast, you know, one of the things that we do at our agency is we do a suicide prevention campaign once a year. And there's this incredible song that was written by Thomas Rhett and performed by Thomas Rhett and Reba McIntyre. And it's called Be a Light. And it's a a really wonderful song about when things are difficult and things are tough, we have the power to be a light. So we hope that you will take an opportunity to listen to this song if you're on the radio. If you're listening via podcast, please go search up the song, Thomas Rhett, Be a Light. It's just a wonderful reminder of the power 
of connection in our communities during this time. And we hope that you can take some of that and be a light within your community. And we're grateful for all of you and we'll be with you in a couple of weeks. Take care.